Hello and welcome to Up Next with Lily and Tim. Today we'll be talking about collections and collectors. We also have a special guest, my mum, on the show with us today. Thank you for having me. So, okay, guys, why do you think people collect things? Mm. Well, I like to collect things that remind me of my childhood. Whether it's Barbie or now Star Wars, those sort of items. Um, yeah, you know, look, I've been reading. I think, look, I think people collect. There's a combination of, of reasons. I think it's obviously security. It's that sort of. Some people have an anxiety about their past, but it's also sort of, I guess, trying to hang on to their past and bring it into the, into the sort of future. And and I think, but then there's other areas where I think it tends to be like even now the thrill of the chase, the thrill of the hunt to collect something that might have been in your past or might have triggered something. So, I mean, some of these collections build build amazing sort of uh, levels in, in people's houses and in people's minds. Oh so yeah. there's, there's a real sort of emotional connection to the subject matter. Well, you've seen over the years with some of the shows and stuff you've done, some some collectors who were really what you'd say dedicated. Well, when you, yeah, one of the guys will always stand out. I think talking talking um, Star Wars was one, one bloke and um, an unbelievable collection. I mean, mind-blowing. You, you think yeah. somebody has one room, you know, one room with a Star Wars collection in it. Mm. That's what, we, when we went there, we thought, oh, his living room will be packed. Yeah, you have a lot of good bits and pieces because you just see people with Lego, Star Wars, Star Wars figurines. This guy, I kid you not, every room bar the bathroom in a three-bedroom oh house gosh. packed to the ceiling with Star Wars stuff. Wow. Packed to the, everything wow. you can think of. I mean, think of something and it's, it was there. Yeah. And he had he had milk cartons full, milk crates full of like figurines, just random figurines. Then he had ones that were collected ones on the walls, still in packaging or still in packaging. A yeah. lot of the ones, the ones in in, in um, uh, milk cartons were just all loose, but all the other ones were still in packaging, brand new, first yeah. edition ones. He had full scale scale models of people, you know, in there, all sorts of all bits and pieces. I asked him off off the record, what do you reckon your collections worth? What's yeah. they worth? Yeah. And he said. Probably in the vicinity of one point two million dollars. Million dollars. His house probably wasn't that worth that much. <laughs> but you know, God love him. Yeah, great collector. Makes passionate. Him happy. Passionate. Exactly. Let's, exactly. Now that's obviously what triggered in his childhood. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk, Lily. Your childhood. What? What? Some of the things that in this. You know, so long ago since your childhood. Hard to remember. Hey. Let, let's talk some of the things that you've collected over the years. Okay, yeah, I've collected, like, various things and not um, – I don't really have, like, a purpose, but just sort of, like, the joy of collecting something yeah. is – just kind of makes me feel, like, full inside. I don't – yeah, really know. But it makes you happy. Yeah, so, like, things I've collected are, like, Beanie Boos, which are, like, stuffed animals with, like, different – Big eyes. Animals, yeah, um, which are, like, peacocks, alpacas, toucans, and also just your average cats and dogs. Yet they focus on variety of breeds, and they have, like, different colours and patterns. And I have, like, 20 or so that I still have to this day. 20? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit I'm of an underestimation, I think. <laughs> Other things I have is, like, Sim Sims, which are, like, Disney characters, like, small plushies that... You know, the Disney characters we all know and love, the small soft toys. Oh, where, yeah. where did you find out about these things? <laughs> where, where did you first learn about these things? I mean, where did you learn that, oh, okay, Beanie Boos is the next thing to collect or, or the Sim Sims was the next thing to collect? Where did you learn about it and, and where did you get the, the bug? Um, I think it's just kind of like um, at stores they were have like more in stock and like kids at school. Advertising. Advertising as well. And like at kids at school would have like them all. So it just kind of yeah. like, yeah, just the amount they had in the stores back in that time, it was just kind of like the new sort of craze that they were bringing to stores. 
Now, with, with the collecting, though, did you feel, was it like the hunt for you? Because I, I think you always go have the next thing and there's, there's emotional attached to it. You know, there's, there's not tears, but there's, there's sadness, close there's anxiety. Tears. Yeah, close to tears. There's, there's sulks and that sort of stuff. But once you get it, is that, is that the part of the, is the mission over for you? Or do you still ongoing love that item? Or is it, is it the hunt for you to collect something? I feel like, like things like, yeah, Beanie Boos or Sim Sims, like, um, yeah, it just kind of like once I've got one, I feel like I need to get more, and like I've I recently picked them up again, and then I wanted another one, and oh, it just kind right. of it just kind of makes them all like it makes me f- yeah feel better with like I have all of these, so then I keep wanting to collect and collect to make myself feel like more full and like happier. I don't really know, but. Yeah, and I think sometimes you almost put an emotion in it. Like, do you remember um, not too long ago we spotted one in, I think it was a supermarket, Wolves or Coles, and it was sort of like she couldn't get, it was like so focused. Like, it, it's like looking at me, it's calling me. Like, I think you kind of, maybe it's those Toy Story movies. Like, you know, they're almost like, you know, you feel like they've got an emotion. I mean, you don't really, but still yeah. you've got this connection. You want to like rescue it from the store. Yeah, I do. Yeah, just kind of like, just like taking home a soft toy that's just like sitting in the store. I don't. It just yeah makes me feel like really like happy and puts me in a good mood for like that day or like that yeah. week. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of why I like to collect. It's funny you say that because because it's funny you say that because yeah, I think Grand one time I remember when when you know I was. I was probably in my teens, but she came home with a, a Snoopy that had been in a store like that because it had a, a bit of a, 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 um, a tear on its foot. But she was set up sitting on the shelf, shelf and felt sorry for it, so she bought it and bought it home anyway. The Snoopy, a Snoopy doll, a little Aww. tiny one. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, the thing that's really changed, you're talking about the hunt and you know, getting the habit and the thrill of something. The thing yeah. that's really changed collecting over the last sort of 20 years has been eBay. Now, yeah. pe- the accessibility, if you can't get it in the store, it's sold out. People put them instantly online and bump the prices exactly. up. eBay and Gumtree, collections go through the roof potentially. You can, you can almost find anything on eBay these days that you want to collect. Well, yeah. that's it. And I was thinking back, um, even like with my mom, some of the collections she would do, it was maybe a plate that would come out once a year, like a Hummel plate. So, I mean, you couldn't get it ahead of schedule. So it was sort of like you had to wait a full year to get that. So that really, um, you know, yeah, how it's changed now. I mean, now you could go right on eBay and find the whole collector, like whole 20 years worth of plates or something. There's a lot of price gouging when it comes oh, to some, yeah. of some of these collectors, though. I yeah. mean, we, we want something bad enough that the prices are there. I mean, everybody has their price, what to, what to pay for things. But even I still look there now to not necessarily to collect stuff um, or buy stuff, although I sometimes do. It's more looking at nostalgia, things that you had as a kid mm. especially for us that you had as a kid and you go oh look there it is there wow and i hadn't seen it since your childhood exactly so it really is that connection with the past you want to bring to the present and to, to remind yourself of those happy times what did you tim like growing up would you say or even still you know what was your favorite thing to collect when i was probably pretty young i mean talking five and six the big things i collected and, and then they were the, they were the ants pants i mean today people kids would laugh and stuff like that hot wheels mm. Mattel Hot Wheels, the, the latest one with the latest paint job on it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I always remember the first one, one of the first ones I ever had, the Plymouth Barracuda car. One lime green or, or, or this um, purple colour, the Ants pants, and you couldn't get them you know, fast enough to get hold of those. And I only yeah. had a you know, small collection, but they were the best. And I guess that's why – and that, that transferred now – to why I fell in love with things like uh, US muscle cars as a mm-hmm. result of all these mm-hmm. little cars. Yeah. The names like the Barracuda, the Mustang, the Camaro, all and the these paint sort of jobs cars. they do on them. 
and the great paint jobs, which were you know really typical of Mopar cars. They had beautiful you know purple and then black uh, hockey stripes on them and bumblebee stripes and things like that. It was really cool. Yeah. So they were my first ones, and I, I guess the other area I was really into were bubblegum cards. Yes. Massive when we were kids. Not, I mean, not so much now. They still, they still exist in NRL cards, but not a lot. But every TV show that came out, even before we were into, I remember when I was a real little kid, there was the Mod Squad. I never mm. watched the show, but of course, you know, when I was in like first grade, I was collecting the cards. Mm. But NRL cards, I mean, back then just rugby league cards. Okay. You know, 132 in the set, and that was part of, as Lily was saying before, that was part of the chase. Yeah. I, you know, to get the set, and you'd have five of one dud guy, and you wanted that one bloke from Penrith or for some other one of the clubs. You got to get that card to complete your set. Yeah, exactly. And those went on. I mean, I collected them for pretty hardcore for pretty four or five years. Different sets every year would come out. Yeah. And there was those, and you know, bubble. You got one stick of bubble gum in there. Mm-hmm, I know, remember those. Pink stick of bubble gum, whacked that in your mouth, and it was all about the cards. Mm. But there, that went on from you know Batman cards as a kid, and my, the collection I have, uh, I still have to this day, Tarzan cards. Not many in the set, but still had that collection. That was a real, a, a real connection with my childhood. And yeah. I think when, when we moved house and my dad threw out all my collections, you know, which was a bit tough to take, yeah. I, I purposely went back when I was in America and on eBay. I remember. Bought the whole set of Tarzan cards. They're now like tripled in value. But to me, they're pro- I mean, those sort of things You'd are priceless. You'd never sell them. You they're know? priceless. That's right. Exactly. I mean, collections to you are priceless, aren't you? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like... Um, wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm going to sell all of my Beanie Boos, all of my childhood stuffed toys. I just, yeah, I have like a sort of emotional connection to like everything I collect. So, yeah, that's like the reason. What about you, Dot? That's all right. I guess, I mean, I collected a few things. Um, Probably Barbie. Barbie and Star Wars were like the two main things. But um, Star Wars probably influenced mainly because of the movies. And all my cousins growing up, I was an only child, so all my cousins growing up were boys. So, I mean, we were all into Star Wars, and they were probably Lego more. But, um, yeah, and Barbie. But you know what I was thinking, too? Your collections grew a lot quicker there as well because there wasn't as much on the market, like, as far as, like, now you can collect this, this, this. Back then, it was probably, like, like for birthday parties or or if aunts and uncles wanted to get you presents like you always got one of the connect you always kind of focused on their collection so I think that's why before you know it I have a closet full of like camper vans or airplanes and um but I loved I mean I I think I played for Barbies for years and years and in fact my mom um Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Saved a lot of them. Didn't she make clothes for them as well? <laughs> no, well, we used to buy, she didn't make clothes, but we, at the one school I went to, Haddonfield Friends, they had um, kind of country fairs and some of the parents back then used to make clothes. So I had a lot of those things still, which I've, which she sent over to Australia and, um, or I gave maybe, yeah, I put in my suitcase when I'd go back to visit and gave to you. So yeah. now you've enjoyed them as well. Yeah, at, at one count, there's about 23 Barbies, wasn't there? It's been pruned down oh. a little bit, hasn't there now? I think, but no, at one stage, we had around 30 Barbies. We had tons and tons. Like, yeah, collections, you can pass them throughout generations to generations because sometimes collections are somewhat timeless and you can, yeah, yeah. every age can enjoy them. And I mean, like, I had one doll back there. I had a Wonder Woman. Now, look, how had she's make a, a resurgence. And um, so, I mean, 
<laughs> I know you love her. Um, but I mean, like Wonder Woman or the Bionic Woman or I have Mork and Mindy. You know, it was like they had some and Charlie's Angels. So they're all like these spin-off dolls, but they were they were really cool. It's kind of like I guess t- to keep the the brand going, they have to reinvent themselves with you mm. know the Mark, Mork and Mindy's is say the, the the um you know the Bionic Bionic Woman. That's right. The Wonder Woman. I mean, let's talk let's talk Lego. When I was a yes. kid, when I was a kid, you got excited when you used to build yeah. houses, right? All you'd have is you'd have the windows, you'd have the roof, and you could put everything together. You got excited about those pieces. I think Lego saw a bit of a dip in yeah. their, in their in their in their world, and then what do they come up with now? I mean, what have you got? Scooby Doo, Star Wars. Talk us through some of those. Yeah, like when I was like really really little, I. I literally had never heard of Lego, but like maybe when I was about four or five, Lego just, yeah, it just like popped up more and more in stores. And yeah, they have everything, every new movie that comes out. Mm -hmm. They have Legos, like Marvel movies, DC movies, just other movies in general. Like I have like the Scooby-Doo, like big mansions ones and like the Lego movie and like, yeah, just all these different sort of like Lego sets and like. One's focused like for girls only more. Like the um, girls only sort of Lego or friends. Yeah, but like Not girls only. But, but like, yeah, they have Lego friends. But like, yeah, Lego is for like, yeah, all genders. It's like, yeah, so there's ones for like more girly sort of um, stereotypical ones. But yeah, just Lego is for everyone. And I think that's the cool thing about it. Do you like the Lego collections or do you like the idea like with the, the show, with the, you know, the Lego masters and things like that? Do you like being able to create something out of the, the generic Lego as well? That's what we used to find because we never had the collections when I was a kid. It was no. just you had to create something, whether it was a fort, whether it was a house, whether it was whatever, a swimming pool. You created yourself of what bits you had. Yeah, so I do like when, like, yeah, sort of Lego masters, like, they make big things, like, big castles, big, like, creatures and animals and figures, but I feel like kids, they have, like, the little, they want, like, the little characters and make, like, scenes from, like, the little books that you get to make, like, the bumper cars or the amusement parks, because it's, like, just a bit easier and um, quick and easy to make and fun to play with, so, but I feel like, yeah, the imagination aspect with, like, making big, like, castles all from, like, yeah, your own imagination and brain. Yeah. yeah, I think that's also a really fun factor about Lego, and that's why I feel it's for all ages, like, from people who are, like, in their 60s to people who are, like, 40, 30, and, like, just little kids now. So, that yeah, that's a really good factor about Lego. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why the show's been such a huge hit, because it's it's sort of, you know, generations enjoying it, seeing what they're creating, and it's a bit of family family time. No, we love it. No, we love and throwing it. things back. Yeah, look, I think Lego, yeah, it's, it's sort of trans, uh, transcended, I guess, now, especially with these these collections as well, has draw, brought in new new sort of audiences as well. Definitely. To, to various genres yeah. as well. But I think, okay, on, on other sort of things, I guess, yeah. uh, see, as a kid, the first things I remember, it used to be, it used to be in cereal boxes you'd get something. Like in cornflakes, right? Yeah. Collections were built through cereal boxes. Yeah. You know what I used to, I always get, and, and my mum will probably remember these, every cereal box you would get, uh, it would, there would be a plastic animal. Yeah. I mean, a decent size, but it'd be a rhino or a hippo or something, all in the one colour. So if it was like, a, <laughs> if it was a rhino, it'd just be grey, but it'd be the bottom of the cornflakes box. So we used to get in a lot of trouble because we'd, you know, I'd, I'd, as soon as the, the box came home from the supermarket, the hand would go straight yes. and I'd be fossicking round through all the cereal at the bottom. Oh, it's a rhino! And pull this out. But they became lifelong you know as a four and five year old I used to play with them in the dirt outside I love those collections simple things like that yeah I 
ta- talking about like sort of the cereal box things, I never had those as such, but there were these Scooby-Doo magnets, which are kind of like, there was all these different collectible ones, and I think I still had them. I had like 50 or something. I had a huge number of them. And yeah, every time you'd get like the Scooby jelly. snack jelly um, packets, and then at the bottom of the box, there would be like a one little like... Um, really cool like magnet with like scooby or something on it and it just was it was just really fun that's why i kept eating it it's a good like marketing thing too because you know i was like bye 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 and then i get like all the whole collection did you wait to the end no i never every never. time i get it i put my hand in i'd be like yeah and grab it first yeah. up exactly. absolutely see, see we had um we had there was there was some collection i don't know what it was it was plastic dogs all different dogs i still remember <laughs> I had i had like a schnauzer there was a red setter all the one color oh. again but they were in a box and the other thing was very like tim tams there was a thing called zach zach and they were they were like mint slice and a tim tam okay if those two if those two had had a child it would be called a zach and in there, all it was was collections of bird cards. So all the Australian bird cards in there. And as a, as a five, six-year-old, you're like, wow, you know, got to find the liar bird. It was collecting the next one. You, were you just saying that there, not that we were going to touch on that, but stamp collecting. I remember, remember you, did your mom save you? You had that stamp book. There were gorgeous stamps in there. Yeah, my brother collected, my dad started. I think that's not, it? I don't think that happens as much anymore, but you were doing it then. It doesn't, well, stamps, I mean, some of those stamps, incredible amount of money. Mm. In some of them, like my brother had a collection of Australian stamps. If you got the mint ones, like the, uh, whatever the whatever the um, the penny black stamp is worth now, millions probably. Yeah. But I, I used to collect. I thought I won't do that. I'll do something weird. And I collected Papua New Guinea stamps because they yeah, were, beautiful. were beautiful. I mean, magnificent shells, birds of paradise, all those sort of things. So, as a once again, probably an eight-year-old, I was collecting those. Yeah. So, and, and so I don't collect them as much now, but no. I think people still have stamps and coin collections are still big. I know your grandfather well, collected that's what, coins. Exactly, that's true. Coins, stamps. He used to collect like the spoons that you would get maybe if you went on a, a trip, like these sort of little um, tiny spoons that would have the place um, sort of as a d- labeled on it. And I remember collecting a couple of them when I'd go away. Um but yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Coins, stamps, they're, they're sort of a little bit, I think there's there's probably very few now, like kids that really do that, but that was cool. As you sort of grow along, what sort of next collection, so what, what sort of answer you've got out of sort of, not out of Lego, but you've moved from Lego, you've moved from some of the Sim Sims, what were the next things you're sort of looking at now? Okay, so... In the last few years. Apart, from, apart from headbands, which seem to end up all over the floor. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, just like TV shows in general, especially like a show I really like, Stranger Things. I have, like, anything you can think of that I have a Stranger Things stuff. Not as big as, like, the Star Wars one as you were talking about, but I have, like, clothing, socks, shirts, posters, figures, keychains, books, and I have things from, like, Stranger Things coasters to Stranger Things finger skateboards and shoelaces and places, yeah, just, like, shops when like that show like when the new seasons come out it's decked with all that stuff especially in america like target and they have like everything and like um recently because of the there wasn't a um easter show they Mm. had the easter show bags and so these past two years i've got the different um show bags of strange things and they had all these different wacky things in there but another thing which i think my generation at my age collect a lot are the Funko Pops and so they're they're just simple little characters like people or if it's an animal and it has simple like small black eyes whatever and yet every single show like there's Stranger Things there's like Modern Family there's Disney characters there's 
just every single like franchise. Sports figures, yeah. Yeah, sports figures like okay. NFL, baseball, hockey, everything you can think of, they have a Funko Pop for it. And so that's why I think it just, yeah, extends to everyone's sort of liking. Mm. So that's why every single person so like popular. I know has like some sort of like Funko Pop because it's just for every sort of person who likes any sort of show. That's why I think it's like it's really done like well. done well and is like really popular at the moment. Gosh knows how they get those licensing <laughs> in. I'm they've got oh, one I of the know. queen. And you own the queen. Right, got a queen with her corgis. Oh yeah, I have the queen. There's like Prince Harry. They have yeah everything. So Stranger Things and with Stranger Things also, yeah. which which we haven't got yet because it's it, the prices are astronomical. There's a Stranger <laughs> Things Lego. Yeah. Yes. That that is just so. It's so amazing. Yeah. We saw that in Japan. We vi- we went to Japan and there was the Stranger Things Lego and it's huge. They have like all the characters and yeah, it was like two hundred. Tint grandma for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two hundred and like fifty something dollars or at least two hundred dollars but yeah that's why like even the prices people will still buy it because they like the show so yeah. that's why yeah it's a good marketing thing having all these um brands for like um, lego and, and i guess you've got to keep some of these things you've got to keep the original boxes for a lot of these things haven't you really if you yeah. if you ever want to you know onward sell it but i guess a lot of things i think i say to you don't you there's a box up in your room which is collectibles which you don't sort of sell yeah things that you, you hang on from your childhood and you, and you, you do sort of hang on to the one thing i really yeah. I, I said i lost was i used to collect rugby league programs called the big league and and i had i mean i had i had stacks of them they were hip when you moved there were stacks there was boxes but the thing was then part of that collecting was collecting autographs so i would go to a particular ground and i could get the whole team's autographs they'd be standing in front of the pavilion before the game and i would get run down there with my pen at at probably younger than lily's age and collect autographs and that to me it was it was the greatest day ever it didn't matter what happened in the game I just I met all these players and got them all to sign my program was the best. Yeah, Aww. that's that's good. You no, know, it was so it was so kind of exciting. But then I guess we move on, you know, and and, and sort of even before you came around, Lil, when we, I mean, I used to collect um, CDs. We did, we did, we collected CDs, and we would remember we had a huge like DVD collection or VHS, probably actually VHS back then. Um, and I was thinking the other thing we used to collect. Now it wasn't sort of one item, but we loved. Remember the Warner Brothers store? Like yeah. that, we would go there because we just loved the sort of like the characters, whether it was your sugar dish or whether it was like a hat. Like, so milk we. Milk bottle. The milk bottle. Yeah. We saw a lot of gumball machines. So we used to sort of do like a Warner Brothers collection. We did actually. That's right. Yeah. Going to those sort of places. Yeah, and, it was fun. And, and things like things like that. I mean, we, we collected sort of. I guess, you know, with the CDs, now it's now it's sort of, once again, you know, with eBay's opened up the world, CDs, now you go to Spotify for your, for your tunes exactly. rather than buying the whole album. That's you've got, it. You've got Spotify. So. But it's kind of like you don't get rid of some of them because you've no. they got a sentimental value too. Yeah, Definitely. I feel like I personally, yeah, I listen to all my music on Spotify, but I feel like CDs and sort of like movies, like with like Netflix and stuff, you can watch movies on there. But I feel like having like, something like in person like a cd it's just it it just makes the experience more fun and it's more personal instead of listening just through your phone you can listen to it straight from the singular dvd that a cd or dvd you have and yeah i just feel like cds and dvds are still really fun to collect in general but yeah so things like movie platforms or like um music platforms yeah they're just it's kind of like taken away from that sort of um um like buying sort of people collections you're probably more discerning these days i think look what i find if we buy a dvd these days it's something you know you're going to watch at least five times you know yeah sort of movies i think in the past you go i can get i picked it up because i you know i watch it once and that's fine 
yeah, but I now so. you're, you're a bit more discerning because you think, oh, hang on a minute, you can get there's so many, there's so much platforms these days that you can access movies exactly. and music on that you don't need the whole collection unless you're it's it's a collector's item like Beatles, you know, Beatles CDs. You'll always keep those sort of things. Yeah. You, know, you know that's part of real history. Well, that's it. and I think because we've gone through moves where we've sold a lot of like books or CDs, so we sort of are reluctant to get a huge collection again, um, just because. Space and time, space and, and that's right. And efforts. I mean, I, I still my my one collection, I suppose, I carry into my adulthood, which is 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 irregular, but is sports books. You know, I, obviously cricket, rugby, motor racing. And there's a you know bookshelf here in our house Behind now, us. loaded with all those. Um, well, that's good. If, and if you get them signed by the person, there's a book signing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I go and get Formula One, Mark Webber. You know, yeah, signed. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think Lily. You guys got, for me. got Mark Webber. So if you were away, we'd get an assignment. Go get his signature. But it was fun. But that makes it all more special, the book. A- absolutely. My probably most prized book my most prized book on my shelf is probably it's the uh, Ella Brothers rugby players, Aboriginal rugby players, still my heroes to this day. All three signed this book. Best thing I've got over there. Priceless yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah, like a book that's special to me because um Millie Boy Brown signed it is my Stranger Things like behind the scenes sort of book. And yeah, yeah I personally loved that book before she signed it, but now that she's ha- now that she like signed it and stuff, it's just yeah, it's just really like sentimental and has like a more value and yeah it's priceless to me exactly as you're saying that's exactly what i was going to say you you, you said it right there it's it becomes sentimental but then with with added attachment to it it becomes priceless so i would never sell it yeah no exactly exactly and look it's interesting uh, one it's it's interesting to know where the whole thing of collecting comes from is it is it carried on through the generations i mean it I don't have a my my parents didn't collect a lot. My mum, if anyway, your grand um, loves pigs, so she'll collect. Yes. She, she's got pig ornaments scattered throughout the house. Yes. But um, you, your mum and, and dad had a few different sort of collections, well, didn't they? Dad got. was really the only one, the main one that comes to mind is trains. Trains. Yep. If anybody knew my dad, it was trains, and he had a train sort of model set in the um, in the basement and that was that was really cool and he added to that you know whether it was a ski uh, ski lift or an ice skating rink or a house on fire but um but I guess the thing with those sort of collections is not there's no guarantee say it's going to be passed on to me like meaning like I want to then continue that collection so sometimes it's a bit sad where collections get packed up and then you know whether they just um sit get sold which um you know I I think we ended up doing with that one because my mom you know we had storage units and stuff like that so but you just hope then that it goes to somebody that you know who bought it that really enjoys it so I think as long as you know that it's it's still getting played with. It's it's bringing someone else enjoyment. I think it's okay letting go of collections. That sounds like a movie theme, wasn't that Toy Story? <laughs> <laughs> they carry that on. Yeah, look, absolutely. And I, look, I think anybody that sees those things, that's why eBay is so good. It it, it passes things on to people that generally want it because they're going yeah. out there paying money to get it. Definitely. So I'm, I'm sure the train set will go to somebody who's a who's a solid collector, and that's the same sort of thing. You carry it carries that tradition on. Yeah, that's right. You know, th- through that through the sort of ages, I guess, yeah. with, with with sort of collecting, I guess. Yeah, and, and, and so there's always a story to tell. I guess that's not in your mum's case. She didn't seem to get offload much of her stuff. She's still got plenty of collections, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, she's got collections. No, but they're all very sentimental, so we <laughs> won't touch on that. But I do remember, I do remember that was the, where I touched on the Hummels, and then she had the Christmas figurines, as you remember, Tim. Yep. So it was sort of these sort of carolers that we'd put out every year, and then as we started to date or at later on, like, you know, when we'd go back to visit her, sometimes the carolers would get, 
placed in sort of throughout move, the house. We'd move them around a little bit just to sort of have a bit of fun with mess her. with her brain. But look, look to her credit, she's also jumped on the. I'm talking about Christmas collections. Jumped on the oh, Hallmark. Yeah. So our, yeah. our tree is now. What what what's some of the characters we've got Hallmark on our oh tree that's gosh. way down. We have like yes, everything, every single new movie. Like there's like Star Wars. We have like yeah, Darth Vader. We have Elsa. We have um. We have the Yellow Submarine, like the Beatles. We have NFL players. Batman and um, Catwoman. We have, yeah. Just, <laughs> just every single, like, sort of, like, TV show or movie character. And they come out, yeah, we just get the ornament. So our tree is, like, instead of, like, I really like baubles, but instead of that, every single year, it's just packed full of characters and stuff. So. And a lot of that, yes, thanks to Grandmom for that, sending out every year. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you, Grandmom. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, collections are fun, and look, I think it, it does sort of, it holds on to a bit of your past, it holds on to things that are really close to you and emotionally to you, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It's It probably is when it overruns your house, like this gentleman with, you know, his Star Wars collection is a bit crazy. Yes. It's it's not, well, not crazy, that's a bit unfair. It's no. passionate, it's probably the word, but it's, it's got out of control. I think you've got to tr- control your collections as best you can. So it's still manageable in your house. I mean, I say this guy had corridors through his house, not not hallways. It was just corridors of stuff. Well, that's right. If it impacts, I mean, if everybody, if your spouse or you know the kid, everybody's on board with it and they happy to live with it, yeah. then I think that's fine. But if, if it starts to, whether it's financial, like it could become a strain a bit, then maybe. Yeah, or of. like if you just. Um, rocked home with like a sports stuff decked out the whole hallways and everything and we, we might have to say no we, yeah we would be like no sorry <laughs> absolutely well I mean he went on holidays and it wasn't hol- it was holidays to conventions of Star Wars and he'd go yeah. with empty suitcases to buy more stuff That's it. I'm not that I haven't been that crazy no you haven't been you know I haven't been that crazy things. Well, I was just thinking about one of my um sort of a friend that I reconnected on social media with from um like school she is she's got a video game collection and I think she's writing a second book on it um supercade but so she's got sort of a um like a video game almost like a is a museum but you can go and and play the the games that we would have grown up with in the 80s like defender or galactica all those sort of things so to me like that's really cool because that I mean one you've got to have space to do that so sometimes collections are limited to the space you've got but I was I look at that and I'm like oh you know I can relive my my sort of early um teens and stuff looking at those games so I think those sort of collections are really cool well it's all about reliving your childhood Definitely. and it's, it's a bit like the, the game my friend Scott had we, we had the um had all the uh um oh, yeah. all the video the video games in the one console That's or put right. in the one console which was which was brilliant you know with um what were some of, what were some of the games on the on the on well, like Donkey Kong and um, Centipede and Frogger and yeah and all the all the um Space, Space Invaders, Invaders Space, Space Invaders, Invaders all those sort of games I was Pac-Man thinking of Pac Man and stuff. Well, thanks everybody for, for getting us a chance to relive a little bit of our <laughs> of our collecting days and and I guess and I sharing I guess what collecting is all about and it, look it is a passion it, it's a love affair and it's also just don't let it overtake your whole life that's the only thing I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody and Thank thanks you. for joining us. Bye.